Hello there. So, you know, recording the string of videos, you're getting them as the days go by. Um, but I'm on a roll with this wedding videography stories thing. And I remembered another one, another instance with this wedding videography business that you might even actually be able to still skinny kid films. What happens if you Google skinny kid films? Is there skinnykidfilms.com anymore? Maybe not. Kid films. Guess who's the skinny kid? You guessed it. Okay, you go to skinnykidfilms.com and airline reservations and cancellations. So somebody scooped up that domain name. <laughs> Bummer, whatever. Um, so yeah, there was this, this scenario. This isn't like a great like teachable moment thing. I don't have like a really concise lesson or anything, but it just reminded me of this instance and how crazy it was to me at the time and then my takeaway. Um, so this was... A scenario where I, you know, people like reach out, you know, I have a contact form on the site. People would reach out with some of the details of their wedding, say they're interested. I'd reach back out to them and follow up with an email. And then usually we'd set up either a call or an in-person meeting at like a Starbucks and go through their whole day. And this is like the interview, you know, like we're kind of interviewing each other, but definitely more so they're interviewing me at the beginning of, of this setup before I became more valuable. Um, and I don't remember what part in the timeline this was. So if I was just like a new kid on the block looking for everything I could get, or by the end of it when I was pretty picky and didn't even really want to do it, and people wanted me more than I wanted them. I don't remember where this was, but I'm guessing it was more towards the late end because of what you're about to hear. So a couple reached out to me, and I did the thing I do with everybody. I, you know, what I just described, and sort of this limbo process. And I think I'm pretty clear up front that like, I mean, it's kind of implied that like until a contract is signed, you don't have that date, like, and other people will reach out about that date. And I'm not going to stop some, I'm not going to hold that date for you because you're shopping around or because you forgot to mail out a contract or anything like, you know, they're yeah, first come first serve. That's how it goes. And that's how it goes with my wife's a wedding photographer and that's how it goes with her. That's how it goes with any wedding, anything. Um, and so these people reached out. I think we even had a call. We had a meeting, like everything was going well. And I think I sent them a contract. I never got it back um, and whatever. And then usually as a courtesy, when somebody else reaches out about a date, I reach out to the other person and say, hey, somebody else is interested in this thing. But still, I don't hold anything. It's like first come, first serve. Whoever gets me a contract with a check first gets the date. And that happened here. And then I remember I was at my other job. I was working at the time. I was like, oh, where that's that's another story for another time because this is the thing that actually got me into web development in Laravel. Um, I was managing like an online store, but I was just working in like the warehouse. And so I'm sitting in the warehouse, fulfilling my orders at this like crummy chair, and this I get a call, and it's the father of this bride, and the father just starts like, just flies off the handle and starts, telling like you. My daughter, you know, whatever, just like how, how bad of a move that was and how I had really messed up and how he's coming after, like he, like he, he's coming after me. And if, if I don't give his daughter this date and he was, and this, this is a gross scenario because it's totally like the dad's probably paying for everything. And he's just, who knows this bride or whatever there, there is some bridezilla action um, and Groomzilla, but brides work with the vendors more. So you hear a lot of like, it's a lot of bridezilla. There's a lot, there's a lot of great people, a lot of them, but occasionally, 
there's there's a bridezilla and this was a bridezilla clearly because this person rallied their their daddy or whatever to like i'll fix it don't worry i'll intimidate this guy and get what you want yeah no way um but in the moment so he starts threatening me he knows people in law enforcement he knows people in politics he's very connected individual he's telling me and he's telling me how he's going to sue me and make my life so hard and wipe my name off the face of buffalo like going on and on and i am legitimately scared i'm trembling and it's funny because i'm not like that easily shaken but he was shaking me bad and i just thought like oh my gosh like how do i resolve the situation i already sold the date like i can't go back on the other person's contract and i was telling him that and he's like hey i don't care what you have to do that is not my problem like you have to make good on the agreement we had which whatever there's no signed contract so I just remember being totally shaken up and like fearing for the business, for everything. My, 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 I thought he was going to sue me, all this stuff. And then I realized like, it just sort of, I had this change mid conversation where I realized like, okay, this guy is not going to stop. He's not going to let me off the phone and he's not going to stop. And now he's threatening me. And I, I just like had a moment of clarity, like, wait a minute, I don't have a contract and now I'm getting threats from somebody. So even if like, okay, I'm not going to say even if we had a contract, but even if I wanted to make this happen, the guy's threatening me. Like we're not, we're not going to work. This is not going to work out. Like this is not okay. And so, so then I took the position of power and was just like, listen, you know, I'm sorry, but (laughs) you're threatening me right now. And there's been no contract signed. So it's going to be a good day, sir. And he's like, all right, well, you're going to hear from, you know, whatever. And and so, you know, I, I guess I took back the power in that conversation after I realized that like, I didn't actually do anything wrong. But it took me a while to figure that out because this person was asserting their dominance over me in such a heavy way. You know, I'm like a little kid and he's this, you know, whatever, 60 year old guy probably, you know, claims to have a lot of money, a lot of power, whatever. It's very intimidating. Um, But then, you know, I just realized whatever. And so I hung up that phone and I didn't know what would happen. Uh, Part of me thought that that like this, a big part of me thought this would come back to me and I'd be dealing with something. I was super shaken up and whatever. And then guess what happened? Nothing. Never heard from the guy ever again, which is, I guess, a lesson for me. The lesson for me in that moment was some people are really bad. And I think I forget that sometimes because I always have this operating model of like, people are like me, you know? So, and I wouldn't do that. (laughs) And, and so it's hard to picture somebody who is actually that bad. But there are people who are very bad. And yeah, and so that was a good reminder that like, you gotta be careful because there's people who you don't wanna get mixed up with. And that was one of those things. And then also that those people try to make it seem they use everything in their power to scare you. But they're not actually dangerous. And funny because I was watching Tiger King 2 yesterday and this is, you can, if you watch Tiger King 2 at the towards the end, you know, um, when Joe Exotic gets released from prison, spoiler alert, just kidding. Um, actually that's a double, I won't tell you if he does or not shoot. Sorry if you haven't watched it. Um, but that remains a mystery. I'll, hopefully I've made that like a, a meta enough bit that you don't actually know if he gets released or not, or if you even care, but in Tiger King 2, there's a guy who is like this with his intimidation, but way worse, you know, threatening everything, guns, everything on people, um, specifically law enforcement. 
And then when it comes down to it and the reality unfolds and he has to evacuate and do whatever, you know, he folds. He just totally folds. He's all talk. Um, and that, that was a good, you know, not everybody's all talk and there aren't people to be scared of, but whatever. It was just one of those things that I was like, okay, there are people who will use their dominance and, you know, this person's probably very used to being like a male and white and old. And I don't like to throw those words around, but it's true that there is sort of this like this vibe that he's in like a superior class and can just assert whatever he wants because he's probably a very assertive person. Maybe he's really competent in his job. Maybe he's gotten like a bunch of raises or is like whatever owns his own business and thinks he's the shit or whatever. But, but yeah, in reality, it's like no bueno, not going to happen, bud. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just a story of I don't know what that's a story of. Like I said, I don't know what the takeaway is, but I wanted to share it because I remembered it and I was like, oh my gosh, at that moment, it felt like the most extreme important thing in the world. And I didn't know if it would change the course of everything for me. And guess what? It changed nothing at all. Nothing. So there's that. I don't know. I'll be seeing you.